Hey, really quick, if there's one thing I can guarantee you is that you are in some way, shape, or form working on improving your health and wellness. What if I told you that for whatever you're working on, I've got something that's just right for you? The best part is, is that it's all organic and extremely bioavailable. Let me help you reach your health goals. Feel the power of Steven Superfoods with sweet discounts and a 30-day money-back guarantee if you aren't satisfied, but I promise you that won't be the case. Ascend your health. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Ascension Show. So glad to have you. Hope you're having a great day so far. I've got my brother, Mark, on the show. I'm so glad we're doing this. He's also got a mic. It's going to be high quality, high vibes, good conversation. Mark, please give the listeners a short introduction about yourself. Hello, listeners. My name's Mark, also known as DJ Osin. I'm a software engineer, music producer, DJ, jazz musician, and warrior. Connected to Steven through Mr. Spencer Freed. We're in the same fitness program. We're doing big things, and we're excited to shoot back and forth today. It's going to be D- nuts. DJ Osine. I like right. it. So It's a weird name, man. No, it's... Never, I've never heard it before. Which is kind of why I picked it. Yeah, Osine that is, which is my last name. But it's it's good, man. It it fits, and what you need is something unique that sticks to you. And so exactly. what I'm trying to do is atti- attach the name Ascension to my brand and stuff. And so like you're you're attaching the Osine to yourself, and so I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to get into your background in music and why you're doing it um, kind of what about it you really like and you know you're also doing jazz so I'm assuming you've been playing instruments and you've had an obsession with music for a long time it's quite intriguing from a basic level one of the most incredible things to me is the fact that we can perceive combinations of sine waves and feel emotions everything we hear everything we've ever heard is simply a combination of different sine waves that's the Fourier transform series or the Mm -hmm. Fourier transform this guy proved that any sound you hear can be broken down into a combination of sine waves and so yeah it just blows my mind that vibrations and changes in sound pressure in the air in a certain way then hit our ears and make us feel sad or happy and as a music producer as a song composer you manipulate that in your own way and that's to me one of the most interesting things about our lives from a more practical perspective yeah i tried sports when i was a kid i i've tried most sports 
I was lucky to be brought up in a nice town where I had those opportunities, but they weren't for me. I was actually good at soccer as a kid. But I first tried the piano around age seven, I believe. My sister and I were enrolled into some lessons by our parents, luckily enough, and I learned some classical, some basic melodies. It was fun, I liked it. Fourth grade came along and we had an opportunity to learn an instrument at school. I liked SpongeBob, it was my favorite show, and Squidward played the clarinet and he sucked at it. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the clarinet. I'm gonna be like Squidward. So I learned the clarinet in fourth grade. Learned I had a knack for it. Kind of just picked it up well. Didn't really know why, but I felt good at it. And yeah, I kept playing. Sixth grade came along. New school. They're like, we have a jazz band. I'm like, oh, cool. I want to do that. Because I actually did this jazz band in fourth and fifth grade. We had a mini one we played during recess. But they said, yeah, you can't do clarinet. They didn't like clarinets audition for whatever reason. So I was like, all right, Shame. I'm going to, I'm going to take up saxophone and try on that instead. And so that's when I learned sax. So and you went, yeah. if, forgive me if I'm mistaken, but you went from woodwind to brass. They're actually both woodwind. Okay. Yeah. Clarinet and sax are quite similar, <laughs> so it's an easy transition. And yeah, cool. I I played in a jazz band every year ever since until I graduated a year and a half ago from college. From college. So, That's cool, man. Yeah, I've been in jazz for about 13 years. Played on... Cause I, I did piano lessons too, but it was mainly classical. I actually dropped off the lessons after a few years, but I kept playing piano because I loved to... I always loved to improvise and to change the songs I was learning and to add my own melodies and to change it up. So jazz was a natural progression for me. So I've been improvising on piano for about that same amount of time, 10, 11 years. And I love so, it. yeah, so I guess my musical background is I played the trombone in sixth and seventh grade and then I stopped because I thought band was weird and it is weird <laughs> uh, yeah you have to embrace the weird um yes and then so over a year ago i picked up the guitar and so i've been playing guitar for about a year and i think the the mental benefits like i can't explain it maybe you could explain it better but when you're playing music and you start to understand it, it opens up a different portal in your mind and it's for me what i compare it to is spanish just in the sense that it's a language like you're learning a different language but it's different in the sense because you're not communicating with words you're like you said in the beginning you're communicating with these sounds and vibrations and frequencies in order to elicit a certain feeling or emotion and you can't perfect it that's the thing that i think makes it so profound you can play music for years and decades people dedicate their lives to it but they still haven't reached this point where they've perfected music because it's like what are you perfecting you know in that context it's like you well you can perfect a song maybe but the theory and then the the progression of like the learning curve and the endless amount of um concepts and integration of concepts absolutely so. man 
yeah, you know, there's so much to learn. I mean, the, the theory goes so deep, too. It hurts my mind. So, like, <laughs> I tried to... I love it. Yeah, I asked, I asked my uh, one of my friends that plays the guitar, he's been playing for a long time, about, like, notes down the fretboard, right? So it makes more sense on a piano, but on, like, a guitar fretboard, there's, like... So there's no, there's no E sharp or F flat. It just goes to E to F. And the same thing, yeah. um, I think, with C to D, right? There's no... So... There is an E, so yeah, you're right. So E sharp is just F. Yeah, exactly. The, it's the idea that on, like on the, if you look at the piano, there's two notes. When you think sharp, you think a black key. Mm-hmm. But for E and for B, that's not the case. B sharp yeah, is actually just C, which is a white key. Yeah. It... E sharp is just F, which is a white key. Yeah, and that's why it makes sense on a piano, but it doesn't make sense on a guitar fretboard. Because so when you're trying to learn the notes and you look at the diagram, it goes like, and um, so like I don't know if you know anything about the guitar, but the open. So if you're just playing the lowest string, it's the open string. The note is E, and if you play the note on the first fret, it's F. And thereafter, yes. it's F sharp, and then G, and G sharp, and then it goes A. And so, like, it just hurts my brain to try and understand it. And I'm, and I'm like, Dylan, why is it like this? Why can't they just have an E sharp and C sharp? Is, is that what the C sharp? It's a really good question. Like, why can't they have it? The reason it? that I understand is that it's, it's based on... And I, I don't know everything about this, but... And also the genius of the, the guitar is really interesting too, because you have the the EAD, G, B, E setup. And like, I think that that configures your chords in such a way that you can actually take advantage of this thing called the circle of fifths pretty well, where you can just- move. Now you're going over my head. You can, <laughs> Well, let me, yeah, let me take a step back. So on the piano, my understanding of it is this. So if you look at an octave, which again is this, you, you take you take a note on the piano and you just go to that same note again, like the next time you but see higher. it. But higher, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, 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 it's the same note, but it's a different pitch. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the frequency is twice as long. Now, whoever made the piano Whoever actually engineered it, the lengths of the strings, the hammers, all that stuff, knew that these ratios are a key determining factor in the emotional perception of these combinations of sine waves that we hear, kind of like we were talking about. So if you listen to that and you play that at the same time, it sounds resolved. It sounds certain. And so if you look at if you look at C to F, for example, and you divide the frequency of F by the frequency of C, it's a pretty even number. It's not some crazy non-terminating decimal. It's like five-fourths or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the exact fraction is, but like with an octave, you divide a C by a lower C, you get two or you get four. 
So the nicer mm. that number, the nicer it sounds. And so the reason I believe there's no E sharp and it's just F is because if it was E sharp, then that perfect interval wouldn't have been aligned on the white keys. That nice sounding interval would have been a white key to a black key. Whereas by making E sharp simply another white key, now C to F and actually the rest of the white keys are configured in such a way that the subsequent ratios between each of the pairs of notes on the C major scale comprised of all of the white keys of the piano sound good. And they actually make up a major scale by definition. So if you just play only the white keys on the piano and you go up and down, that's a major scale. I'm picking up what you're putting down and I think so we could go it's, down. Yeah. It's a choice that we made at some point in our history for simplification. And dude, I don't know if the guitar was based on the piano. I don't know which one came first, but I do know. Like, I think whoever, the guitar is relatively whoever, new. Whoever designed. Yeah. I mean, the piano is old. Whoever designed that was genius because it's like you said like why not just make e sharp why why skip there and it's it's exactly it for that reason the, it's yeah. it's the nice interval and if you look at the other note like that b okay so b to c right is it white key to a white key what do you know if so if we had done b sharp and had a black key then if you were to do f to b sharp which is that nice interval again, because it's C divided by F, it would have been a white key to a black key instead of a white key to a white key, which sounds very like certain. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's theory. And it's, it's so, there's so much you can dive into it. And I, yeah, it's I, I have some, <laughs> as a, as a new person into like music and wanting to learn music theory, I have a bunch of questions that we could definitely probably talk about after, but I want to, I want to reset center and talk about Ascension. So how are you using music as a mechanism to, I don't want to say help people, but give people an outlet where they're not listening to music. That's putting them into a negative state because I've, I think you're well aware of the, the notion that modern music is being made in more or less with malicious intents, intents. but I wanna understand, like, how are you using music for, for helping people? Because you talked about kind of bringing your music to the world stage, but also wanting people to realize that like, there's good within themselves, so you have good intentions innately very interesting question yeah you know i think the energy that you have is directly imparted through what you create i don't necessarily believe people have malicious intentions but i mean i think of maybe not uh, I, I live in i i get what you're saying i i live in atlanta right so i you know i i'm not so into it anymore but in college i was super into all the atlanta rappers and just all that stuff well just and the negative energy behind it like the malicious intents being like we're gonna rap about guns and gangs and drugs and like killing people yeah you know i i think it's interesting you know i, I think of these guys like Moneybag yo or key glock or gunna or young dog and 
Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is, you could argue, malicious. I think a lot of it, I think the appeal is that, in some way, that's just what they know. And so, I think with the negative energy that comes across with this music sometimes, like, dude, a lot of these people don't know anything else. That's also true. I don't think people sit down with the intention of, like, I'm trying to impart malintent and malevolence onto my listeners when creating this. But I do think it happens inadvertently due to a lack of consciousness. For me... That's fucking deep. I think I have to come at it from a perspective of relative enlightenment myself. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the more I developed myself and became spiritually conscious and aware and in control, the better my music became. Now, of course, I also put the reps in. I learned how to produce. I learned how to mix and sound design and all of these but the practical things. Energy. But they're they're deeply connected. Like, spirituality and creativity are the same thing. Oh, dude, that's golden. If you're not spiritually connected to who you are, you're going to be blocked as a musician. You're going to be blocked as we're using music as a as an example any creative endeavor i think for me music is you know that's what we're talking about it's what applies to me if i'm not feeling good about myself you're not just like having a bad day but in life i'm not gonna be able to make my best music but if i'm feeling empowered and peaceful and confident and happy that actually allows for the possibility of creating something that could actually impart onto someone else those feelings too and that's that's my goal i would say because people need that and they don't know where to find it i feel lucky to have found it at all it's strange because while i am advantaged in this life while i have had it good in a lot of ways i've also had my struggles as we all right however i i feels like i've also found what i've sought because I didn't always have this type of outlet or happiness. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to start from where you first started about the not knowing any different and I will agree with that. Uh, these yeah, they grew up and in this environments and so all they kind of had was gangs and violence and so that's what they're talking about and like you said it's kind of like the lack of rather than going into it knowingly seducing their audience in that way but I mean if you did want to go down like a conspiracy hypothetically there are some negative people I wouldn't say the artists themselves but the people that are above those artists have bad intentions I think you're right. When you see some of like the symbolism and stuff, but yeah, the industry's crazy. Yeah, it's not. It is crazy, but it's not something that you should focus your energy on. It, I acknowledge its presence, but don't like let it into my life. I'll just be aware when I'm in an environment where I'm hearing that. Unfortunately, some people aren't aware, and so their energy is being hard. I don't want to say harvested, but they're giving their energy to that unknowingly. And so that's the pro that's one of the issues. But how are you going to be using EDM music to bring this like 
light of positivity into everything because EDM music is intense. Yeah, you know, there's that's a great question. There's there's levels to intensity. I think the whole rave culture at its core has always been this thing of peace and love, kind of like that hippie vibe, right? A big part of that whole culture is let's go to a concert together, let's be ourselves, let's just totally accept each other and not judge each other and just listen to this music and have a great time. And yeah, that definitely it definitely depends on the music to some extent. But it's it's really interesting when I go to these like these super heavy dubstep shows. And yeah, the music's so aggressive and in your face and people are headbanging and it's just insane. Yeah. But then you talk to people in the crowd and they're like the nicest people ever. And it's just totally this vibe of love and peace and fun and acceptance. But yeah, for me, to get specific, it's it's the right amount of heaviness and the right amount of aggression. Because it is it is dance music. I want my music to I want when you I want you to when you hear it, want it move to it and want to get down and just let loose and go crazy and like have fun. And so I think the right amount of drive and intensity and hotness in the frequency spectrum and energy optimizes that. Because you know, you can't as a DJ just hit people with like banging drop after banging drop after banging drop. You gotta vary it a little, at least between the drops. And so, yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. Okay. I like it. I like it. Personally, I'm into more house music, uh, deep house, something for me. I like house. Yeah, dude, I love house because for me, it feels like when I'm listening to house, the frequencies and the sound waves open my mind for higher consciousness. And I feel like it's sophisticates my thoughts and my state of being. I really like the way that house music, the way it's drawn out. Sure. The difference with it. Um, I don't know the genres and their names and I'm very picky with it. So I wish I had more artists that I like. For me to listen just when I'm chilling, EDM is too intense, but I don't think that's the purpose of it. Like you said, it's for dancing. Like if I was in a, if intense. I was in like a, you know, a rave type atmosphere, I would enjoy the shit out of EDM. So you have to be in the mood for it. Yeah, I think here's what I'll say about that is, it's funny. I don't actually listen to a lot of EDM these days. I listen to it when I, like I don't listen. I don't listen to it casually. I listen to jazz and classical. Same. Oh my God. Same. We could talk about yeah, that. We could. But I think I think if you're, if your goal, as a DJ producer such as myself, is, the craziest, most mind-boggling, wild, up and down experience, at a live show, EDM is the way to go. But, what's cool about house is that. It is more gradual and drawn out, mm. and chill. And you're not always trying to get down. You're not always trying to headbang and rage. Let's fucking party. Like sometimes you want to just like. Vibe, yes, dude. yes, that's yes. The vibe. 
and it's the range of it's this it's this range of human emotion because like dubstep takes a lot of energy man you go to these shows and the music's screaming and everyone's headbanging and it's crazy and it's nuts and you're like all right let's get into the crowd and you get like shoved around and there's mosh pits and like that's a dope energy that you never get at a house show yeah it's intense but if you're not ready for it if you don't want that you're not gonna have a good time whereas you don't go to a dubstep show and expect to be taken on a, a slower more gradual journey and just be in this generally and slowly evolving vibe such as you would as a, at a house show and so it's just different and i think they're both beautiful and I personally, at the moment, am resonating more with the heavy, crazy vibe myself because I want to take people on that type of crazy journey. But say, even then, that's why I also want to play house sets, dude. I mean, I've actually made, most of what I made has been house remixes. It's what I made for years. And I love the idea of having like a four hour set to just play house and take people on a journey you know yeah that's why house is my favorite have it more feels like a endurance with that yeah I it feels more a like a journey dubstep set you know what i'm saying it's just yeah, yeah. too much people need a break the house it's chill so you can you know yeah you can, like, the, listen to it longer yeah it's it's like a, it's more like a journey and it's more like a vibe and the way the i mean the listeners won't see but the way that you are the moving like the vibes that you can that can have with house music resonates with me more and in my vibe um, i think yeah, that's it would cool be, i think i would struggle at an edm concert <laughs> i would it, it's really not for everyone but the people who love it love it bro yeah it's like so fun yeah um you just meet the craziest people yeah there's this guy named grizz and he comes to wilmington oh, I love grizz. every he comes here every summer and he does grizzmas and people love that shit dude they'll They'll come here from all over, but the the like the people who live here that that like Grizz are crazy about it, and they will. I mean, I see videos. I it just it's it's not my vibe. I can get down with it for a little bit. I feel like, but for me, the vibe would be like house music, house chill vibe, um, and that that's more like just my vibe. But and like oh, you said, dude. the journey, man, like that too. It's like each song is like meticulously yeah it's the way it goes um, but dude yeah i've been listening to a lot of classical music a lot of jazz music recently there's something about it with the feelings it elicits in my head too kind of similar to how the deep house is um like for me like the theme i've been going with with jazz is like classy like it makes me feel rich yeah. it makes me feel fucking wealthy when i hear that shit and then with classical i've been going for like a darker darker vibe darker energy because it makes me feel like i'm ancient royalty or like coming from some old italian family with old money <laughs> like that's the feeling that i'm that i'm getting that's the feeling that i want i'm kind of hitting a wall with them though because i'm looking from i'm i've almost found like like i said dude i'm super picky with the music i've almost found the vibe that i'm looking for with both of them more 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 so jazz than classical uh there's this there's this like video or playlist on youtube and it's called a prince 
a prince building his empire and i've been looking for it like it sounds awesome on youtube but i don't want to like listen to youtube all the time so i'm trying to find something on spotify that's like that it's hard to find but yeah jazz i love the like piano saxophone saxophone is cool but i like i kind of like the piano and like the drum beat drums keeping the keeping the beat like i want to feel like when i'm listening to jazz especially when i'm driving it feels like i'm just like cruising in a bentley or a rolls royce and like miami at night and like life is good that's how it feels yeah jazz is so interesting to me well you're a jazz musician too what's cool what i what i love about jazz so much is well first of all it's not that old right like classical classical is way older but jazz is 100 this year, 120 years tops. Barely a hundred. Yeah, like not even that. And you know, it, it popped off. Not not even a hundred years ago. That's like that's not that's not far removed from our society now. So my 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 most exciting vision is actually bringing it back through EDM. Because no one's done that. And, well, my theory is that people like jazz way more than they realize. You know, I went to Disney with my sister about a year ago, and all the music is, it's big band swing, but these like mod, these modern arrangements of Christmas songs. Yeah. You got the wailing trumpets, the the tight rhythm section, and then the, the trumpet melodies, and the sa- it's just great, dude. And it's the perfect fucking vibe for just... You're at Disney with your family, greatest place in the world. You're just having a good time. And it's just these like trumpets and these jazz bands just like ripping behind you. And it's like, I can't imagine anything else that'd be better suited for that. Yeah, scenario. people people love- People really like it. People like jazz music during Christmas time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think you could, you can definitely do something with that. I think that's a really good idea. And I've been watching the content too. I'm like, okay, cool bar cat. Something that I noticed, um, I used to listen to a lot of indie music. That was like the first type of music that I started listening to when I stopped listening to rap music. So I had this like, I really like indie music, but I'm like like selective about it because I want to be intentional about the energies and stuff. Um, but when I started listening to jazz music, specifically guitars. I'm noticing a lot of similarities between jazz music and indie music and the vibe that it creates from the guitar and the way it's tuned and the way the way they do it on the electric where they have the amp and they choose the the like tone or the tune. I forget the specific terminology. It sounds Amber very raps. it's just like the you have you can change the setting on the amp to make a different like sound. Clean, so, soft. Yeah, so boosted. one of them. Yeah, yeah you can get like mean. blues, rock and roll. The other ones yeah. like deep or whatever. It sounds similar indie and jazz music. Find so, indie. Um, dude, that's hard. Because I think of I think of I think of glass animals, alt rock ish. I think not EDM. I, when I think of indie, I think of like underground bands that you'd never heard of. And they have these songs. And the songs 
it's not like alternative you could you could throw a little bit of the chili pepper songs into this umbrella term of indie but you hear these songs and like when you read the lyrics they don't really a lot of them don't make sense to the mind but they are telling some kind of story while simultaneously the good it's something about the way they do the guitars like the the mix of vocals and guitars and yeah i think they have a they, lot of reverb they tell it's yeah kind they of tell spacey, kind of some story so like a dream almost yeah it's dreamy nostalgic uh, yeah dreamy you listen to it and it feels like i think of summertime like driving with the windows down almost like keeping you in a trance yeah that's interesting yeah and i'm right like my the thing that i'm when you say define indie what i think of is this band called flip turn their guitar they have an amazing guitarist i think they have two really good guitarists i've never seen like a video or like seen them live but really good people ripping on the strings there i love it so yeah jazz man jazz is crazy yeah you should check out rachmaninoff you're gonna have to send me some stuff after this i will yeah he's this russian dude who homie could play a 13th on the piano his hands were that big so a whole an octave to find that for people who don't know music yeah so it's (laughs) i gotta count 15 notes on the piano so he can play 15 white keys with one hand yeah c d e f g a b c d e f g a with one hand so he wrote piano concertos and so these piano concertos are just crazy because he would write them and he'd perform them and his hands were fucking massive cool guy check him out still big on spotify surprisingly he's got like three million monthly listeners russian composer from 300 years ago hell yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna send you a message about that because i'll forget um yeah music is so it's it's really music itself yeah so if you're not into music like creating it you still have a love for music because of what the sounds that you get and the feelings but when you make music it opens up a door and a portal like I never saw music For the sure. way I did until I started playing it. And I've written a few songs. And then when you start making it, it changes. And yeah. soon... The, There's some the pro- weirdness happening there, man. Yeah, like the progression... Create, it's kind of crazy, like, what I can do now. I mean, I'm not that skilled yet. I can't, like, go about and just, okay, I'm going to make this, boom. It's tiresome and it requires inspiration <laughs> it takes a but, lot of energy yeah. yeah but the progression from me not knowing music and then me playing music was a lot longer than me starting to play music and then creating it so you create music i mean just like i have is the first time i had written a song i was playing 
And then all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit, I need to start writing right now. So I whipped up my music journal. I started writing down these lyrics. And then I That's paired cool. it with this chord progression. And and I was like, oh my god, I have a song. And then I worked on the bridge, and I finished it. And, and then I have a song. And right now, I'm working on another one. It's a little bit hard, because I didn't get the inspiration that the same inspiration that I did from this first one because like that one was just God I don't like I can't explain to you how that came to me but this other one that I'm working on is like from deep-rooted emotions and I've written a few songs in between that I've just kind of like finished and didn't finish halfway there and I'm like okay fuck it I'm going to the next thing or I just forget about it so yeah that's what i mean by making it and it's very basic chord progressions and i don't know the key that anything is in it's fun man the first one's probably that's the key fun. of c love it c's a good I key i don't know liar <laughs> yeah, i don't know maybe the key of g or f i don't know yeah i i create all sorts of stuff these days I mean, like i said i make, made a lot of house music like dubstep i also like this uh it's funky genre it's kind of like grizz it's 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 a it's 94 to 100 beats per minute you can you could walk to it so that's what's cool about this genre you can't really like house mm, 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 mm. can't really walk to it it's too fast dubstep is 150 beats per minute so people like headbang to it it's like bum 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 can't really walk to that either yeah, you'd have to run. 100 BPM is interesting. It's like boom, boom, da dum, boom, 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 and you can walk. And so it's this really funky, kind of smooth genre yeah. of EDM that I really like because it's, it almost, we were talking about the heaviness factor before and how to like give people that, give people that heaviness they want, like the EDM lovers, but also the positive energy, which Grizz is really good at. And, this genre is just something about this genre is really good at that because it flows really well and it's funky and it has it's it has heaviness built in but it's also not like too heavy and it's just kind of mm -hmm. smooth it's really interesting something yeah to. it's cool. kind of new it's kind of new yeah i'm gonna hit you up with a bunch of send me your stuff Do after it. this um yeah so that's really cool, man. All right, so we covered music. Let's let's branch out here and talk about fitness and mentality. So we're both in Spencer's group. We both started wanting improvement, unsatisfied. And where we are now is a lot different from where we started. Um, personally, I think we met in the summer and it's January. So yes, I've personally, from what I've seen is you've grown a lot and you're, you got a lot more swagger. You got a lot more swagger in your videos on the calls in your energy. And thanks man. Yeah. yeah things have, things have transformed for sure definitely just a better person now for myself not morally but almost morally in a way it's not that i had worse morals 
back then. But I almost believe we have a moral obligation to be our best selves. It's what God intends for you to do. Like, you were put here, and there are an infinite number of versions of yourself that you can become through your choices and your actions and your behaviors and your thoughts and and everything. But God wants you to be the best version of you that you can become to serve God, to serve yourself, to serve other people, because that's what we're supposed to do. And I think modern, I just think culture in general and humans being imperfect makes it really hard to see that you need to do that and for me being your becoming that best version means you have to become a different person it wasn't me being okay so i'm just gonna you know be more confident and i'm just gonna think better thoughts and stuff you i i'm like screaming this from the mountaintops because like for so long i tried the self-help stuff and listening to podcasts and just like think positive and you'll be okay but like you actually have to become a different person in the process in order to be this high version of yourself in order to achieve these goals so I think you can really resonate with the sense that like if you're on your fitness journey and then you're that's coinciding with your self-improvement journey you have to become a new mark i have to become a new steven to get these goals and that comes through quite literally yeah and you well your mind inside of your mind you become a new person because you're you are you're thinking different you're behaving different you're doing everything different and then your actions are different and your habits are different and and you're changing all of the stuff about you and then externally you'll change because you're in the gym redefine yeah if we define a person based on an aggregate day and the activities which occur in that day which we can break down into behaviors thoughts and actions then you're absolutely right because the reality that you have and of course there's shit that happens that we can't really do anything about and so to some non-zero extent our current realities are because of those things I think that's important to keep in mind, but we're not, we, we don't, we don't need to focus on those things because we can't control them. Who you are now is a reflection directly. It's, it's a, it's an output of some function of some of the input of your thoughts and your actions and your behaviors and the things that you do control. So yeah, you quite literally have to become a different person to have a different reality. And, and that's a challenging thing be. for the ego. And I, I think that's your ability to accept that 
and to become one with that dance is I think a big marker of how successful you're going to be your ego and... seek oh go ahead finish yeah you know that, that that's that's pretty much it okay I think self-improvement's a funny thing yeah it's, elaborate it's really it's really simple you know I, I've there's not that much you actually have to figure out and when you're it's it's almost as if when you're it's almost like figuring out what you have to do is mental masturbation sometimes like I think of I think of all those times that I listened to Jordan Peterson on YouTube. I used to do that about two years ago. I'd listen to him like ten minutes a night before going to bed, and I'd be in this mental state of I'm I'm ramped up to take action, changing my mindset. And to some extent, it's good to intake information. But yeah, I I, I think we just have to be careful in self improvement to not get wrapped up in dreaming. At the end of the day, we just have to put yeah. the work in. Yeah, it's and I think was really simple with self improvement. Like you get in this and you think about all the things that you want and the things that you don't have because you're you want better for yourself. But you think think about things that you don't have, um, and a lot of times we'll go externally. We'll seek external things, and the problem with that is I think you alluded to this is that. You have everything that you need in yourself in order to improve yourself. And that's something that it, I learned the hard way because I spent so much time and energy seeking things outside of myself. And I think that came with, or that was because I wasn't confident in my own abilities and I didn't trust myself and I was insecure but those insecurities and the lack of confidence was something that came from outside of me in the first place came from and outside of you? yeah so if I'm insecure about the way my body looks it's because I spent time comparing myself to other people rather than realizing that I just need to be, like you said, doing the work to improve my body and focus on myself. Or if I'm not confident because I think I can't go up to girls and talk to girls, it's because I'm not I'm afraid of those outside forces when all I need is myself to be confident and to understand that it's not a fucking big deal. Um, yeah. So. I think it, I think it's kind of like I was saying. It's a matter of what you can control. You can't control if the girl rejects you. I don't care who you are. No, you can't. There's always some chance she'll turn you down. But you can make a move. And. I think it's important that we define our success based off of those types of actions and that's how we ultimately empower ourselves. But I want to touch upon the point of desire too. 
because I think I just think it's so interesting and it really it really kind of breaks down our definition of what we think happiness is. I mean, I look at myself, for example. I, you know, I have, I, I have, I have lofty fucking dreams. I want to have seventy million Spotify listeners. I want to play the biggest shows in the world. But I'm happy now. Like I'm happy with what I have now. So I, I think, I think the key. I think the key is to simultaneously have huge desires and just no attachment to them. Even though that's paradoxical. Because if you had no attachment, like if I if I had no attachment to this dream of blowing it up and playing these crazy shows and bringing my music to this world stage, if I had no attachment to that, would I even pursue it? So I almost think I almost think that if you have, if you really want to be someone, you have to sacrifice your peace to some extent in order to pursue something that you don't have. And that's how true innovation happens. I struggle with like, that. I'm not totally, like, I'm definitely not completely happy with where I'm at, but I think that humans, I think humans are optimized and I think they are satisfied with a certain amount of dissatisfaction. I think we need dissatisfaction for satisfaction. I think if all we have That's is satisfaction, what keeps you motivated. then we really have dissatisfaction, you know? And so I wonder, it's like, okay, well, when I, you know, when I get the 70 million, when, I, when I'm playing all the big shows, it's going to be like, what now? And of course... I'm coming at it from a it's not like I'm sitting here anxious and depressed that I'm not playing like every festival, right? No, like I'm I'm doing well and I have my lofty ambitions. I have my lofty dreams and I I have my vision and I'm working towards that. And so I I think I think for men especially nowadays, I don't yeah, I'll I'll just say that. Like I think that that is that's I mean that's what's worked for me really well is I have this crazy big dream that almost seems impossible to the mind that I'm working towards yeah and you know keyword almost but I'm also not too attached to it I am attached to it like I'm <laughs> egotistically I, like I'm for sure attached to my dream I'm for sure attached to the outcome even though I mean meta like metaphysically there's some extent to which I cannot control that outcome like for sure there's also some extent to which i can control it right and those are the daily actions that's the approaching the girl instead of getting her number mindset right it's like i'm gonna get her number it's like no you're gonna approach her like you hope to get her number and you can you can rest your hopes in getting her number that's great that's an amazing goal to have and you should perhaps have some attachment to that for the sake of taking the action in the first place but i think as long as you prioritize and wait your perceptions based on your dreams and based on your own limits. You can nearly optimize happiness and the perfect amount of dissatisfaction at the same time. Because it's not enough to just be happy. A big part of being happy is the growth, is the change. But to grow to change requires something 
requiring change. And so you have to be a little desiring of something different. Hmm. That's my current mindset. Yeah, well, dude, um, <laughs> I I struggle with that. I Very I think difficult. I take I think I take life too seriously. Me too. Um, I have always just been a really serious person, and dude, me too. I have I have these big goals, and I'm like, they're astronomical, and they're not conceivable to the average mind. And then, like I have, so I have these goals, and I take life too seriously. And so, if I don't, when I'm not seeing that progression that I want to see, that's when I let this self doubt and this negative self talk cloud my mind, while simultaneously working on that to dissipate. And so then I get caught in this loop, and. And so I'm taking life too seriously and I'm caught in this loop of negative self-talk and I'm taking life too seriously because I'm in this negative self-thought loop and then I'm seriousness and, and, uh, it's, it's, you have to change your perspective. Like you were like everything you said, like I resonate with 100%. Yeah. And not in the sense that I'm not not in the sense that i like agree with you yeah you need to be doing this to change like dude like no like that's like what right. i need to he- yeah that's what i need to hear because it's like yeah because all that's all that is to say you should dream big yeah and all but- that is to say dare to dream as big as you can but see even that even that proposition even that proposition is I don't want to say rare but perhaps unfounded because you sacrifice some of yourself in that yeah and i have i mean no attachment to your goals but you want to be attached to your goals because you need that sense of drive and desire to achieve them but in some ways i am taking life so seriously that i just have this diabolical attachment that I I have to do this I have to and yeah I have to but I have to I need it so bad that I just have mm-hmm. almost a crippling desire to it and that's what I'm saying like I had to learn the hard way I had to I had to learn the hard way and realize that everything I need to achieve what I want is from within myself and my own intuition and my own skills trusting myself and trusting God because when you seek within what are you seeking I mean you're seeking God and this is like a super recent realization that I'm having and I had to learn the hard way and the hard way being getting upset at shit not working out the way I want it to or not knowing what I should do or comparing myself to other people I saw you put a message in the tribe discord a while ago about 
hey like boys like you know where some of us in here are killing it and other but one of other people aren't like making 100k a month and we're not there yet and that's okay and just like reminder to keep your head up and stuff like bro i fucking needed to hear that at that time and you know what i need to fucking hear that right now <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it helped yeah dude try it you know when you're and you know it's perspective is such a fucking funny thing dude it's such a motherfucker bro like when you're in a like I mean, when you're in a squad of people your age who are making 100k a month, and you're out here at your nine to five, making 85k a year, it's easy to say, "I'm a fucking failure." Like, what the hell am I doing? Or like, you compare it's you the hit, wrong you know model. this trap, yeah. It's the wrong model. Because not only are you, not only are you comparing apples to, forget oranges, bro. Like. Fucking pop! I'm trying to think of the most different fruit from apples because that's how different we are, man. Apples and kiwis. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like we can't in in, in programming, in object oriented programming. When you want to, when you when you you can create these things called classes. It's let's let's say you're programming and you want to represent a car in an easily understandable way. You make what's called an object for the car. If you want to compare the car to another object, you have to define how the comparison happens, and you have to define it across certain parameters. So, if I want to compare a car to a car in like Java, the programming language, I could say I could define my comparison as like oh. The tires, if the tires are bigger and the color is different or whatever, then I could conclude some difference about the car. It's like, bro, people have, but that's just a discrete number of parameters. Do we have our genetics, our upbringing, our environment? Um, like the bird that shit on your head randomly the day before, like, like all these random factors are influencing like everything about how we're feeling at a given moment. Our level of success in life, because it, it's not only—I don't—I don't believe it's only up to us. To even though that it is less empowering to some extent, I think it's also freeing. All that's to say, man, it's like, yeah, we have to be careful about these types of comparisons. Because you, when you are an ambitious guy, and you see what's possible. You see these other dudes killing it and making all this money every month. You look at yourself and you're like, oh, I'm not making all that money every month. It's like, how many times did you just project reality onto your perceptions? Like a lot. You made so many. And I do. I do this. I do this like actually every day. Me too. Like it's it's unconscious, and I'm you know I. And that's the so thing. I'm, I'm, how I'm, do you? I'm working on accepting it. I think you got to accept it first, and then you can start to unravel it. Yeah, and it's like because if you fight it, it grows. But if you're like, yes, you know you're part of me, and I'm here for you, and we got this, and then you just meditate on that. I think that's when it starts to kind of unravel. So that's something yes, I've been working dude. through. Dude, it's like you can't do as much as you want to fight it, and you're like, shut the fuck up. It's just gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's come like, back stronger. And I even yeah, talked dude. to Spencer about this, and he basically told me the thing you just said. Like I'm like I'm like bro, like I'm fucking tired of this negativity. I'm fucking tired of this negative self-talk. I'm fucking tired of this shit, and I don't want to fight it because it just comes back stronger. And I don't want to deal with it like that. I don't want to be at a a fight with myself. I don't want to be at a war with my mind. And he's like, 
he's like we're always refers to the meditation and you know how that goes and it's like like yes dude you can't fucking fight that shit and you can't reject it because it's a part of you and even though you're trying to uncover it and even though you're trying to figure out where the fuck it's coming from and even though you're trying to figure out how to unravel that shit and how to break it down like dude you have to accept it bro like realize it's a part of you and then you can meditate on it and then you can can uncover this feeling and like uncover its nature and it's like so deep rooted it's part of every cell in your body because it's you yeah it's It's fucking god dude it's deep and usually i don't cuss that much on this show but fuck bro it's hard i mean like this is the reason there are wars happening right now like what we're talking about like like the fact that people don't deal with this stuff dude I made a reel recently about how I'm just, I was just feeling kind of sad, you know, we see what's happening in Gaza and Israel and Palestine, like all this free Palestine. And some people are like, oh, like pray for Israel. And gosh, it's just this mess and it's just awful. And innocent people are getting hurt. And not to go too far down that try thought, but I made this message. I'm like, yeah, you know, I actually believe that by me meditating this morning that to some non-zero extent i actually made that war better like it sounds fucking ridiculous but it's like all right i have i have a little bit more peace in my life that has ripple effects outwards you know you drop a rock in a pond the ripple effects and in some crazy like internetworking like nodes and webs and graphs related way like that's gonna affect people because i'm slightly more peaceful and then that's gonna like ripple outwards and then to some like tiny extent that actually makes the wars better bro yeah i really believe that and i just i like that idea a lot because as above so below and what happens in our head is what happens in the world dude it, yeah it's the same thing but it's just brought out to different extents obviously it's not like we're all obviously we're not all like at crazy war in our heads right now or well maybe we are but you get my point <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I had a pretty crazy meditation this morning. Usually I try and take advantage of like the the state of mind that you awaken in because when you wake up your brain is the most malleable, like programmable because you're still in a dreamlike state. So I try to immediately meditate so i can program my mind to just wake up boom and so today i caught myself on a good day where i was still super sleepy and i had like fucking amazing sleep last night and so i caught myself in this super deep state and i turned on these theta waves and i meditated and it was like i was so within and i got up out of the meditation way too early and I was like like almost like shocked that I was back into like physical reality. I was like like fuck dude like it felt so real inside but then I like opened my eyes and I'm like oh, oh my like oh my god and like that shit is powerful it is. going within yourself like that so and it just makes yeah. me want more that's been the biggest game changer for me lately, I would say. 
is realizing that like all this shit that happens, it's not me. If I don't want it to be. And the the potential reality and paradigm that I am not actually my thoughts and I'm all these things, right? Like, oh look at these guys and tribe, we're making this much money. Look at this person doing this thing and I don't have that thing. He's got this great girlfriend and I've got nothing. It's like that's not me. That's just this thing that I'm experiencing and that's 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 fine. It's your, it feel, I started I feel like actually it's your... feeling that in the last couple of weeks and it's been a game changer. Wait, explain the feeling. Just a understanding of a separation between my conscious awareness itself and the thoughts, feelings, and mental experiences within that awareness. Because sometimes there is no separation. Most of my life, there is no separation. That was just the same thing, you know? That's, you know, I, I do, my, my household was very serious growing up. Man, I'm blessed we had money, we had great school, we were safe. But there wasn't really, there wasn't laughter at the dinner table. We had a dinner table, thank God, but you know, there wasn't laughter. Things were, things were very heavy, things were very tense. And yeah, I, I kind of carried that energy with me for a long time. Came to college, was just thrust into this partying environment. Everyone seemed to know how to get, have a good time and I was just really anxious for some reason. Mm. But then, yeah, I think I've most recently, like that entire experience, like, everything I've ever experienced, it's not me. It's just what I'm aware of. Spencer told me something that blew my mind is this, this concept and I think for some that this could be triggering but the idea that like on a spiritual level you don't have trauma you just like you're fine it's on this it's this personal identity of yours this person that has trauma but if you're not these thoughts and feelings well I think about we, we defined a person earlier like what is a person all right well a person we could reasonably say and explain it as your th your your thoughts, your feelings, your actions every day. Obviously, you got to take responsibility. It's not what I'm arguing, but well, if you're not the thoughts and feelings, then are you even the person? And if you're not the person, then there's just no reason to ever suffer again. But obviously, like to like really realize that shit and to live by that takes practice and takes work because that's a mindset, which is in a mindset it's cultivated by what we do and who we are, which and then reflects in our reality again and showing who we are. So yeah, that's been the biggest game changer for me is realizing like, oh, yeah, like all this seriousness that I ever carry and these girls that I worried about and these friends that I worried about who didn't treat me the way I wanted them to and they hung out without me and all these things happened and all these things I worried about that just felt so heavy on my soul. It's, it's not me, like it's okay. I don't have mm. to actually identify with that, but it's. I was choosing to identify with it. I was, I was programmed really to identify with it, and then meditation. We're not, we're not creating anything new when we're meditating. I think we're just, we're just unraveling those knots and we're unraveling that programming. Because most people are like that. 
and we program each other to be more raveled and to have more freight more frayed knots in our brain and to have more anxiety and have all these things and then that's just perpetuates itself even more into this negative spiral spiral and that's what i feel is happening societally right now like that's what it feels like to me like it's just this growing like ball of anxiety and worry and politics and like oh you're wrong and i'm right and uh, it's just just energy and it's just like happening and it feels like it's a culmination to me of something like that um but yeah individually it's pretty cool because you can just let go of that stuff I mean, I say just. You could just let go as if it's so easy, but no, it's like not. Yeah, as if it is easy. It's not. Well, yeah, dude. Even that could just be a mindset. I mean, it's a deep topic, and I'm glad we got to speak on the meditation. Personally, I have a lot left to figure out. I have a lot left to work on, but... I'm glad that you shared your perspectives and I'm glad that we could both be vulnerable because it just opened up the conversation in a very profound way. And I think a lot of people are going to hear this and resonate. So one, thank you. And of course, you've listened to the show a few times, so you know what's coming. Mark. You have the whole world looking at you and their attention is focused on you and you just played them the best EDM they just ever heard and you have one message to share with them. But what are you going to tell these people? Be forthright. Do your best. Create a vision for your life. You have a moral obligation to try. To not give up. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your ancestors, your society. To give a shit. Be disciplined. Don't be mediocre. Be better than average. Aim for more. Set lofty goals. Don't necessarily meet them, but set them. Give it your all. Listen to other opinions. Don't be boisterous. Don't be entitled. You're not entitled to anything. If you want something, work for it. Be kind to others. Sounds cliche, but treat others how you want to be treated because how you treat others is how you're treating yourself. Be nice. Create something. Don't just take. Don't just consume. Listen more than you talk sometimes. If you're a talker, if you're in your head, if you're more of a listener, learn how to express yourself a little better. Learn to be charismatic. Learn to be more extroverted. You'll need it. But also know that if you're in that position, if you're more introverted and more in your head naturally, that you actually have an advantage because when you do learn extroversion, you'll be a better listener than the natural extroverts. <laughs> yeah. Just try. Those are good. I like him. Um, Thanks. I liked the create, don't just consume because everyone has a unique set of skills. Mark, thank you for coming on The Ascension Show and talking with me about music and improvement, among other things. It was a very good conversation. I don't think I've left a conversation feeling this sentimental before, and that's testament to the door that your energy opens for conversations. 
So means the world to me. Thank yeah, you. man. And I can say that it's the first of many for the years to come. And for sure, dude. I'll make sure to tag you into the description so the listeners can find you. Listeners, thank you so much if you've got this far. I really appreciate you tuning into the Ascension Show and for all the support that you've given me so far. And I'm looking forward to the next one. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Peace, everybody.